being a VA is such an integral role to any business. You know, you're you're involved in every decision, you're involved in supporting everything to come to life. And I can see how this can really connect with you when you find the right customers, right? Definitely. So it's, I love the moment when you're, you're on a call, you know, like meeting them for the first time and they're telling you about their business and they're just like lighting up and because I love what they're doing and what they're talking about. And then, you know, like we start talking about what we can help them with. And then they're lighting up because they're like, they can see all the new things that they can do and the time back that they'll have to focus on those things that they love. So it's, it's really, uh, yeah, I just love it. (laughs) This is season five, the great debates of our times. Season five will be centered around the great debates and we will be comparing and contrasting different viewpoints on various topics that are consuming the public discourse at present. The reason I've decided to take this approach is because we, or at least many of us, are losing the skill of debate. And I think this is an essential skill for us all to practice once more. I don't see how we get to the point of saving the world and saving our planet if we don't know how to discuss our differences. I also think that the solution to most of our challenges is somewhere in the spectrum of views, but never at either extreme. I will be working with guests to curate the content and discuss beforehand. I will understand their positions, their areas of genius, and navigate my questions around that so that the conversation is challenging and stimulating without being combative. I hope you enjoy season five of Where Ideas Launch, the Sustainable Innovation Podcast. Davy and Daphna help eco-minded, sustainable, conscious, and change-making businesses to maximize their impact through virtual assistance that goes beyond the basics. They help you to get organized, connected to your customers, visible to your audience, and take on the mundane tasks, eating up your day, as well as offer advice and tips on how to improve your sustainability roadmap. Davy, welcome to Where It Is Launch. Hi, Catherine. Thanks for having me. Really wonderful to have you. This is a super long overdue meetup. We met about two years ago when I joined the group Women in Sustainable Business. It was not my group at the time. I think you were already there, if I'm correct. And it's been amazing to to work with you, to see you grow, to see your business grow with Daphna. So it's really a pleasure to have you on the show. Yeah, same. I, I've been admiring your work over the last few years and just kind of seeing how much you've grown. And honestly, the amount that you're able to accomplish is just very impressive to us. So it's really an honor to be here. Thank you so much for that. Let's start with your why. And I know you and your partner have been digital nomads, but I know a little bit less about what brought you to wanting to support sustainable businesses. And I have a feeling that that's a really good story. So tell us a bit about your journey to making sustainability a core value in your business. Yeah, so we were digital nomads. Yes. And now we've kind of settled down a little bit, but um, traveling is still in our hearts. But yeah, it was starting the business was kind of a, a means to make that happen in the first place to to be able to travel the world because so we met while traveling. We were I was living abroad. But in terms of you know focusing on sustainability in business, it kind of started as in me at least when I was very young. 
my father was very outdoorsy. And so we were very outdoorsy children. And um, so I spent lots of time in nature and, you know, it's like a little hippie-ish. <laughs> and and then I, I, I have this heart that's just breaks every injustice and so seeing the things that have happened to our planet and people it's it's just something that I, I personally cannot stand for and something that um I focused on a lot in college it was one of my first jobs was an assistant in the leadership programs department and we organized volunteer programs for students. And a lot of that was, you know, planting trees in Detroit or helping out in the food banks and the urban gardens and educational programs for the, the local children. And it eventually transitioned into, you know, the study abroad programs. So I was coordinating those as well and trying to create volunteer programs to go abroad and, and help with different environmental projects as well to, you know, in the Dominican to prevent invasive species and educating people um, on how to do that within their local community. So it was, it's been something that's just been on my mind and a part of my life. And so when we decided to start the business and, you know, they tell you to niche down, right? Um, I was just thinking about like, if I'm going to make a business, it, it has to have some kind of greater purpose. Like I'm, I'm not somebody that's just doing something for the, the, the hell of it or to, you know, make a quick buck. It, it, everything means something to me. So this was something that meant a lot to me. So it was, it was kind of a no brainer for us. Tell us about some of the businesses that you support and why they excite you. So we are working with a variety of different businesses. You know, these are either service providers, uh, copywriters, branding, coaches, consultants. But I want to I, I tell you about a couple of them that really excite me. So we, you probably know, I think she's been on the podcast, uh, Michelle Miller from Minty Made and the Green Marketing Academy. I just love Michelle as a person first and foremost, but um, what she's doing in the marketing world and the sustainable business world is just so inspiring in the, the green marketing movement. It, you know, it's, it's the future. It's the way that, that all businesses need to be thinking about the way that they run their businesses and how they interact and uh, with the world and impact the world and the people um, so it's really, it's really exciting to be a part of that be a part of her team and to, to kind of see how she, how she's growing. And we also are working with uh, a sustainability consultant there in the, in the UK. Um, she's also a digital nomad <laughs> kind of traveling around, making her impact. Her name is, uh, Livy Drake, sustainable sidekicks. So she's inside different, um, businesses and like even event organizations and helping them create sustainability policies and things within their businesses. So just kind of helping her in the back end, being able to run her different educational programs has been really great and inspiring to see. Um, she focuses a lot on behavior change. So that's, you know, teaching people how to actually talk about taking action in a way that will be effective. You know, like we can she talks a lot about like, you can, you can be negative and doomsy and all that good stuff, but it's not really going to get people to take action. So teaching businesses on how to communicate that a lot better 
And then there's another woman in New Zealand, Katrina Wolf, Blue Barrage Gardening. She's doing a lot of stuff with regenerative soil and teaching families about biodynamic gardening to help, you know, with their health and connecting back to nature. And it's just, uh, they're all just super very inspiring to us. And we just love being able to have some kind of impact um, in their business to help with the impact overall. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, even for me doing this podcast, when I talk to some of the people that I have on here as guests, I feel so inspired to reflect on my own business and see what more I could be doing. And I think that this is part of what you get is being a VA is such an integral role to any business. You know, you're you're involved in every decision, you're involved in supporting everything to come to life. And I can see how this can really connect with you when you find the right customers, right? Definitely. So it's, I love the moment when you're, you're on a call, um, you know, like meeting them for the first time and they're telling you about their business and they're just like lighting up and cause I love what they're doing and what they're talking about. And then, you know, like we start talking about what we can help them with and then they're lighting up cause they're like, they can see all the new things that they can do and the time back that they'll have to focus on those things that they love. So it's, it's really, uh, yeah, I just love it. <laughs> And what has been sort of your major successes and perhaps major challenges as well in establishing first a digital nomad agency as you as you were previously? Um, and I think this is a space that many people are interested in. I mean, a lot of us start businesses for a bit of freedom. We can debate whether businesses give you freedom or not, but <laughs> but there is an element of freedom in the way that you work, etc. But what did it take to make this work for you guys? One of our major successes would be that we were able to survive solely on this income. I mean, it took some time. We were teaching English for a while. And the day that we were able to quit teaching was the best day ever. <laughs> I mean, it loved the little kids, but it was um, it was really great that we were able to be then self-sufficient and knowing that, that we were making an impact at the same time. But it was definitely very challenging because we were learning how to run a business at the same time. And I was doing it on my own in the beginning. You know, Daphna was was teaching and this was initially my idea. And I was just working long hours, just trying to figure everything out. And eventually she she offered to, to help me out with some things. And I think that that was that was kind of the turning point where we were able to, you know, increase our capacity. I could increase my capacity. So I think coming together in joining forces is, is what helped to, to really make it work um, as well as community, you know, finding other entrepreneurs that we could talk to and relate with really helps you feel not so alone while you're running a business. Cause it definitely could be very lonely, especially starting out during a pandemic. Absolutely. When you first onboard a client, what are some of the first things you try to help them do? And as a business owner myself, I often know how hard it is to let go of the reins. So tell me a bit about what are the first things you sort of prize away from business owners? <laughs> um, definitely had a few clients like this, but some of the first things that we uh, help them do is just to try to organize their thoughts and think about their priorities really so we 
use the project management system Asana. So if a if a client doesn't have their, their own system, we try to get them into Asana where we are able to then set them up with their own space where they're able to access all their different files and links and spaces for to put different things so that we're all on the same page, that we that there is a process and there's a way to communicate. So, it, and then it, it makes them feel like they're, like I said, they're not alone in this process. They're able to brain dump essentially some different things that they'd like help with. And then we're able to kind of talk through it. So I think really it is just giving them that space to kind of talk about it. Cause a lot of them have been going at it alone for a long time and they aren't as aware of the, the possibilities. So sometimes it, they come to it thinking that they need one thing, but then it turns out that it's really something else and that we can help with, you know, X, Y, and Z as well. And so it's just kind of getting them to start thinking more about those things and what are their priorities, you know, as well as, you know, getting them to get us access into their different programs that can sometimes be, a, you know, a process. And I think that that starts to really turn um, the gears as well to like, okay, like they're in there. I don't have to worry about it anymore. And and they can um, start to, to let go of that control a little bit. That's great. So give my listeners some insight into outsourcing mastery and how to set up for success. Yeah. So there is definitely a, some good and bad ways to go about outsourcing, I suppose. And We've talked about this a lot with different people in our network. There's a way to set yourself up for success, definitely. And what we've created is an eco-ethical outsourcing workbook. And it's a place for people to really dive into their foundations of why they want to outsource, what they think they want to outsource or what they think they need. And it's a way to just really dive into those priorities to dive into their processes and, you know, thinking about what do they like to do in their business? What do they not like to do? What are the tasks only they can do? And what are the tasks that are making them money? And to really try to reflect on all of that and then to decide, you know, who would be the best fit? You know, is it somebody, do they want somebody that can do multiple different things? Do they want to focus on an expert? Is it ongoing help that they need? Is it just project-based? So inside the the workbook is a way for them to kind of work through all this thought process. And at the end of it, they, they understand what they can outsource, what they can keep, and how to go about it, especially in a in a way that's going to be sustainable for them. Outsourcing is definitely a way to keep your energy sustainable in your business in the long term. And, you know, we talk a lot about hiring people in an ethical way because, you know, it's it's very easy to, to take advantage of some people from different countries. And it's so it's just kind of thinking about the sustainable development goals they talk about, you know, fair employment, equal employment and things like that. So, you know, as eco-ethical focused businesses, you know, that's something that we hold as, as very valuable to us. So we kind of talk about that in the workbook as well to, to make sure that, you know, we're all doing our best and we're doing business in, in a good way. 
This is really cool. And I'm pretty sure that after this episode, I'm going to go download your guide. <laughs> so I want to move to another question. When it comes to social media, I've seen both of you do such an amazing job on Instagram in particular. The way you show up is so powerful. I really want to congratulate you for that. What do you think ethical brands are sort of struggling with and need to be more conscious of in their social media and how they present themselves? I think right now in social media, there is, there's a lot of, a lot of weird feelings around it, you know, in terms of a lot of changes that the algorithm is making and and the different platforms. And so, I, I mean, I think that it really is about just kind of trying to get in front of the right audience for, for some brands and, kind of understanding the the differences between the platforms. And so I think that for ethical brands, some of the things that they could try to, to focus on or at least be more conscious of is to not be afraid of sharing their brand values and to, to make sure that that's coming through in all of their content and the way that they share their content as well. Um, and... When we work with clients on social media, we're thinking about, you know, is the content authentic? Is it transparent? Is it inclusive? Is it sharing their values in a way that is relatable to their audience? Is it is it being marketed in an ethical way? You know, are we not using pain points and making people feel shame? Um, are we empowering our audience? Are you providing value to your audience? So it's it's kind of thinking about the way that you share your, your content more than anything. And I think that when you use your brand values in that way that you're able to then attract the people that relate to that and resonate with that. And therefore, that you're attracting, you know, the right customers and the clients. So that's I think that that's the biggest thing is brand values all the way (laughs) yeah no I I feel you on that I think the social media space has really become for want of a better word frustrating but it also speaks to possibly really understanding and this is it's a hard question to answer I think but really understanding what the market needs and whether or not your service has a place you know, I've I've had that experience of starting projects that completely failed. I've started a few that have completely failed in the three and a half years I've been in business. And part of that is that you don't have the capacity to do the research or you think that even though the research didn't turn up enough, it's still out there. Like you still see the problems out there. So you you want to address it, but you you're not necessarily figuring out how to how to access and only access that audience when you're running an algorithm. So I, I do understand what you're saying about that. And there's loads of ways to do to do it. And the way people built built businesses in the past was through, you know, networking and networking events and getting in front of people in a more personal way. And I I still feel as if that's still not as possible on social media. For me, I feel as if the only time social media really works is when we do things like this, right? When we when we get in front of each other and we talk or we we get together in groups, you know, we have networking events or like you run, for example, your co-working event. So I don't know if you want to share a little bit about, about how that aspect has helped your business. Community 
is one of the biggest things that we will shout that from the rooftops always. Community and using social media, it's right there in the name, social. If you're not using it in a way to connect, really connect with people, then, you know, what are you doing on it? So it's really that way of, I think social media is a really good addition to a business's or a brand's overall marketing strategy. I don't think that we can solely rely on it. I think that it's a it's a piece in a larger puzzle, right? So yes, it's very difficult to grow and, and reach all the people you want and you know grow as much as you would like on there, but it's not the only way. And it shouldn't be the only way that brands are marketing themselves. There's podcasts and blogs and SEO and email marketing. And like you said, networking. Networking has been one of the biggest referral sources for us. And I mean, granted that we built our network based on our Instagram presence in the very beginning. But now most of our most of our inquiries are coming from referrals. So I think that when you use social media in a way to connect with people, those people then will, you know, help you grow your business in the future. So just kind of, like I said, being social in that community, you know, our, our ecopreneur community, the Facebook group and the events that we run, um, those are, those are solely just to connect with people. We're not using that to, to sell our services. It's just because we need community. Everybody needs community in this entrepreneurial journey so you know and then that comes through people see that your values like that when you're just kind of being real yeah absolutely this is going to be my final question and it was originally intended to be a question for both you and Daphna because I was expecting to have you both on the show today but I wanted to talk about this because it's something that I also sort of experienced so you talk very openly about your personal relationship on your website and on your socials And I wanted to ask two questions around this. So I also work with my life partner, but he's way less keen about being open about the fact that we are together in our marketing. We are biracial, we are multicultural. And part of me wants to advocate around it. But another part says my personal life is my personal life. So what are your thoughts about separation of work and life? I mean, even, you know, in in your relationship and in your business and how can we be authentic in public while still keeping our boundaries, if you understand what I mean? Yeah, I understand what you're talking about. And, you know, honestly, it, it is a personal decision. And and I think that the the amount of your life that you share, you know, on on your business platforms is is a very personal decision. But again, I think it comes down to brand values. You know, is is it something that your brand stands for, you know, around, you know, racial issues and, um, you know, being authentic and real and, um, you know, not to say that if you don't share, you're not authentic. That's not what I'm trying to say. But it's, you know, it's taking a stand for some things and it can it it just kind of comes down to how you feel about it personally you know i don't think that you can feel guilty for not doing it 
or not. And if your partner's like not really about it, then, you know, that is what it is. <laughs> I think that like for us, it was very much so that, you know, we're working together, you know, day in and day out, always together. <laughs> and we just like to have fun. And we wanted to share that two women that are married are able to, to have a business and we're able to grow and we're able to um, you know, advocate for the things that we care about. And, and I think that visibility for, you know, our, the queer community is very important for us. That's a value that we personally have. And we have a platform. We have our business. Everybody with a business has a platform. And whether we like it or not, business is political. And so in whether we like it or not, these or our personal sexual orientations and the way that people um, are identify it is political whether we like it or not so we feel that very strongly and we use our platform our business to talk about those things it's not our entire business but we we make mention of it because people need more visibility and when people see that there's queer people or interracial couples um, talking about these things and they're showing up and being real, then it can inspire other people. So that was something that was important to us. And, and it's, it's a very personal decision for everybody. Um, so I think that whatever you feel in your heart, whatever you y'all are comfortable with, like that's what's authentic. So yeah, I, I understand why your partner would feel that way, but um, you know, that's, that's between y'all. <laughs> Thank you so much for all that you shared with us today. I think it's been a lovely conversation. Thank you for um, showing up, even though I know that you're going through some things as well, personally. And look, how can my listeners get in touch with you both? Yeah, so you can definitely find us on Instagram. Um, we're not as active as we used to be because Instagram is very tiring these days and we're trying to focus a little bit more on email marketing. So um, if you go to our website, theecohelper.com, you can subscribe to our emails. You could also then download the outsourcing workbook if you're thinking that that's something that's right for your business um, or come follow us on Instagram and um, we're trying to out LinkedIn as well to, uh, you know, try to broaden our horizons a little bit there. Thanks so much, Davey. Lovely to chat. Thanks, Catherine. It's been a pleasure. This podcast is brought to you today by the brand new Women in Sustainable Business Awards that kicks off in 2023. If you're a business owner who's starting a business with principles of sustainability in mind, and you want to preserve some lost skills, some handcrafting, artisanal work, or you're a social media manager supporting purpose-driven brands, or you're creating fashion or something that is relevant to the sustainability and green transformation, you are more than welcome to join us and to get involved in these awards. Check out our group on Facebook, Women in Sustainable Business, or follow the podcast where ideas launch on Instagram to find out more.